0: hello hi and how welcome everyone all the listeners oh, oh. Yeah, I thought oh. i'd um address everyone that's listening oh. i don't usually do it officially i'm gonna start doing it properly oh my hello, goodness hello oh, listeners i know how oh. saucy is that i can get with that <laughs>
1: Yeah, so hi listeners and hi Sarita.
0: Hi.
1: How are you doing this week? I'm good, thank you. Um yeah. very
0: busy week it has been. Um uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh just running on
1: adrenaline at the moment just because it's so busy. What about you? Similar. Mm-hmm. Similar. Um, although I um had a little bit of respite in that you know it was World Book Day. Yes earlier this Ooh, week. Oh yes, yes. And um ordinarily I would have gone all out. And made some kind of costume. But this year, I didn't have to. I was let off the hook. So I've had a little bit of time back to myself. Like the kids just sorted themselves out. Oh, they just decided what they wanted to wear and stuff. Yeah. And it didn't involve any creativity on my part.
0: Uh, Bonus. I got Mm. out of it too, actually. Yeah. Um, How Well, my one was off school. So... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't even fast. But then I did notice that not all schools or not many or as many schools were doing it this year I think mm. his school weren't doing it because it was just like, you know, it's that added expense, we've just got out of COVID I think they're recognising that you know, these things can be really expensive and yeah. if you don't have the best bestest costume then it's kind of letting other kids, well it's letting kids down really they don't want to feel like um, not a part of it mm. so um yeah it was just like a normal day but my my little one was home from school ill anyway so kind of got out of it oh
1: man but that's fine he wasn't even like
0: fussed about it he didn't even mention it I think usually (laughs) it's me going all out like yeah let's buy that and let's make it look amazing and here's the book reference and take pictures
1: Mm. and
0: Kim people are dying Kim (laughs) didn't bother (laughs) But, more importantly, spoiler alert, Love is Blind Season 2. hmm
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been a little bit obsessed. Oh. A little bit, like, a lot obsessed with it. A lot. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you watch it all in a week? Because I'm sure it, the last time I spoke to you, you hadn't even started it yet. I watched it in about two days. <laughs> like... Basically, just blitzed it. <laughs> Obsession. Six <36 See>, hours. <laughs> this is how I would have wanted to watch it, but mm-hmm. I had to wait for um, Fonty Pants because he really likes it too. So it's like, oh, oh no! I, watched I it by myself. would have
1: stayed up.
0: Yeah. Have you liked it? Well, obviously you have because you're still watching.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully invested. I've, I've um, even followed. <laughs> what, how many people have I followed on, on social media <laughs> me too I think I followed a couple but I'm I haven't followed some others but I'm still stalking them to see what okay. they're up to yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you I, can I dip in that.
0: and dip out you don't have exactly. to follow people nowadays it's exactly. like if I exactly. remember you and I want to know I'm just gonna go to your page and have a look right right and...
1: who is your favorite couple who are you rooting for so right, you said spoiler alert. We're gonna are we are we gonna just yeah, t- we talk about it in this entirety? Him. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah. Because then I can even in the comments. I'm so slick like
0: that. I'll even say if you want to completely get not even take notice of the spoilers from oh, this point. Them. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. okay. Right. So favorite couple, controversial, but. I was really, really rooting for Shane and Natalie up until Shane had, like, his little breakdown at the, um, well, whatever happened before the wedding and Shane went nuts and just ruined it. Um, They were my favourite couple and I still, a part of me really Mm. does want them to get back together still back together well, well
0: you never know wrong. they might well they might be together now because this was filmed last year wasn't it it's like
1: well yeah i want to say about 10 nine months ago um at, well i at so length. the first one i think wasn't there like 18 months between the yeah. them going through it and it being released on netflix yeah. so i'm assuming it's similar this time around but we did have but covid we did have covid um but yeah i don't know but I am i don't think they're together. Mm. Um, and I would have, if not for them, I would have had Iana and Jarrett as my favourite couple. But then Jarrett went and spoiled oh. it by being all weird and making Iana his second choice when he really should have oh. gone for her in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't understand that whole picking Mallory first thing.
0: It's like, well, yeah. what were you it's bonding so over? The fact that she likes sports and... Yeah.
1: It was so weird. Going out. It was so weird. But
0: you know what? I'm probably the only one. But, um, Mallory and Salvador. Salvador was so cute. With his no. little ukulele. know, And everyone's no. like, yeah, but who was the girl that went around the house crying and all that? And I was like, Do you know what? That's not his fault. Let's mm. not blame him. Mm. He already said that they weren't a couple. And this girl turned up probably because he played her a song and thought they were together. And she just took it way too seriously. And why is she going to
1: the sibling's house? Why is she turning up at the sister's house? Listen, we're going to find out all about that. I know. I, but know I, I don't even care. I don't even care about Sal's ex because we need to address the fact that every second the guy was bringing out ukulele and trying to do sing-song.
0: Like, was what was cute. that about? No, Serenading. It, it was cringe. It's, it's it was cringe. No, And
1: why she was crying. Like, there was nothing. I would have cried. There was nothing sad. sad. There was nothing emotional about it. I mean, the only emotion that I felt when he was bringing out his ukulele was extreme annoyance.
0: I liked it. I thought it was sweet. I, nah, anyone out there, so if you want to serenade me outside my window, mm. I would probably cry. I mm. would love it. But if yeah. you're this passionate about um, Sal and his ukulele, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: where is the
1: emotion and the oomph for shit? I shake? know what you're going to say. I'm not there, um, you, you comparing... about worst couples you haven't asked who I absolutely detested as a couple <laughs> and that was shake and deep tea like that that should never have started never have gone anywhere deep tea did the right thing and chose herself yes girl we're without international I'm... women's day and all of that yeah love it yeah. shake is the most misogynistic egotistical ooh, ooh, guy see? colorist Let's let's Ooh. add that in there. Oh, I I've ever known it in my whole entire bit. life. Oh wow, why colorist? Why do you think he's colorist? Uh, well, he um, has this thing against brown women.
0: Oh, that.
1: Well, he yeah. was just saying it was a. But no, hold
0: on. She yeah. was
1: exactly the same. Both of them yeah, had she... only dated
0: blondes.
1: But she then was willing to be open to the idea of dating an Indian guy. She was pushing it more so than him. He only did it because he had no other choice. And I think he wanted to be on telly. Like, yeah, let's okay. be real. Yeah, 100%. As soon as he saw her, he, he did not like what he saw. He had no mm. intention of pursuing a relationship with that woman. Yeah, because what did he say? She reminded him of her, his aunt. His auntie.
0: Come on That's now. disrespect, because she is stunning. And, gorgeous, and I was heart. Yes, I was shouting at the screen for the entire time, like, "Oh, please! I feel so bad. Stop talking bad about her, and actually be honest. And you don't need to be with him. Mm. But I am glad that the mum spoke up. She said some golden quote, something about um something. If she doesn't what was deserve,
1: it? It? yeah, oh, what, his mum.
0: Something about
1: oh, if I can't
0: remember, but basically was saying. She deserves more.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, she, she, she does. deserves. more. Of course, she does. Someone who's going to choose her, love her for who she is. Yeah, and she'll find that because she is. As yeah, you say, she gorgeous. Is. She's lovely. She's a beautiful person.
0: Um, Christian <gasps> Shana, <laughs> God fearing Shana. God. <laughs> this is the see. This is the thing with some people with choosing their religion or mentioning their religion. It's hmm. religion matters. This time, Hmm. however, um, I'm going to excuse it then. She blatantly uses that as an excuse. And it's like, can you just be honest? You strung Hmm. him along, what was his name? Kyle. Strung Hmm. Kyle along for Hmm. the longest, even took him to see her parents when she knew. She knew. How very dare you, Shayna? And then Uh-oh. trying to like get between um Natalie, Shane and Natalie. Shane. Mm. Do you know who she reminded me of though? And it's it's a bit
1: like oh, who was the one um before Jessica, Jessica, Jessica and Mark? It Uh-oh. was just Jessica and Mark. Like face stage two, the evolution of Jessica and Mark. It- What is it? Do you know what? Okay, I
0: think personally, let's be honest. Shayna is a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. Um, probably fine. Yeah, she's cool. She'd be fun, like going out. I'd go out with her for cocktails and stuff. Probably really cool. But I bet you she's not used to not getting the men that she wants.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: because she's a pretty face. Obviously, she's just going to be attractive, and men probably go to her. So that rejection was probably like excuse me yeah who are you talking to (laughs) me
1: are you Mm -hmm. mad wait till you Mm -hmm. see me Mm -hmm. she couldn't
0: wait to see them Mm -hmm. that's probably why she gave it to kyle so she could get on the island and then meet shane
1: but then it backfired (laughs) and she (laughs) made kyle who's a vegetarian eat meat
0: Mm -hmm. what the
1: night of the night they got to mexico he's like oh yeah i don't eat meat you know i i love the animals and then um she was like, uh, real man, eat meat, eat <gasps> bread, and he, d- he didn't eat bread either. So, okay. he for her <laughs> ate meat, ate bread, and then she went home like an hour later, like just no. Mexico, <gasps> went back to America.
0: No, I didn't, I missed that bit. I probably went to the <laughs> loo or something. She made why are you doing this? What's his name, <sighs> Kyle. Kyle? Kyle, come on. Kyle. Come on. Kyle Er yeah, yeah no But yeah this series has been juicy I have loved it So oh, juicy oh, She's Diana. so
1: cute I just want to fold she her up and put better. her in my pocket Oh, She's the bestest of the bestest Jarrett better treat her good He mate. really better Mate
0: if anyone on the internet Is going to see or hear him Do anything bad to her Mate pitchforks Because we all mm. love her She's already in Everyone. my pocket because she's oh. so cute mm. <laughs> Ugh, he just best treat her and I didn't like the whole thing I don't know if they like make them do certain things but you know mm. she's like a homebody she wanted to stay home and read and he was like out of his mate like mm. yeah 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 shut 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 mm. and it's like I mean you can still go out but that was kind of the time for you lot to get to know your um fiance exactly exactly it was like two weeks yeah, two weeks of time together. Yeah, like, so I don't know if now. they set that up for the program. I mean, it's good for entertainment's sake. Well, I guess we're going to find out during the uh,
1: reunion. We're going to cannot
0: find out. wait. We're going to have to. Yeah, I cannot wait. I can't. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> is that everyone? Did we discuss Natalie, Shane, and him oh. <gasps> Nick oh. and Danielle? Nick and Danielle. Oh. Danielle. She's got really wide eyes. <laughs> she- <laughs> Not really like this. It's just because she's got really big, pretty eyes. So that's, I bit... think, it's like a baby
1: deer. You know, yeah, deer's have really yeah. pretty...
0: Bambi! Yeah. She's got Bambi yeah, eyes, she bless Yeah, she does remind
1: of Bambi. Yeah, Nick and Danielle, what did you think of that union?
0: I mean, do you know what is weird? Not weird. I was, I am rooting for both of them. Mm-hmm. I think they both have good hearts, but... I think they're going to have to definitely do some work personally on themselves to get Mm. to know themselves so they're not bringing triggers and trauma into this relationship because Mm. it's kind of how it started her being insecure and being like someone cheated on me before so she's insecure in this relationship. Yeah. He's obviously got some things like he needs to just let loose like stand up, shake yourself off, do some star jumps, relax. Getting They're a little a bit uncomfortable.
1: Older than her. Do you think that makes a difference? I think there's like almost a yeah, 10 year gap or something. I mean, let,
0: let me see. I think I've got their um, ages in front of me. Um, mm. Yeah. So what was his name? Nick. Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick is mm. 36. Okay. And he's with Danielle. Mm hmm. So Nick Thompson, age 36, VP of product marketing. Mm, quite a cool job. Um, and Danielle um, Rule, she's 29, associate okay. director of marketing. Oh, they both do marketing. That's cute. That's cute. So to over. 36. I mean, yeah, that's
1: not really. Yeah.
0: He's not old that. by any means, no. but
1: it's, it's another, maybe another, a different life stage. Potentially yeah. she's still wanting I mean, to go out, have fun, just yeah. be goofy. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to seem to want to do that.
0: And then it's like, but if you don't enjoy doing that sort of thing, you can't really expect oh, yeah. her
1: just not to and yeah. for yeah. her to
0: change. Like, okay, yeah. I totally agree with standing on tables and breaking tables. <laughs> breaking if I tables. bought a nice, <laughs> nice table, um, yeah, you and your friends are not standing on it. However, mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. get you a bench to get outside, do what you want with it, please. Mm, not right. You can go and stand on my Poundland plastic table and chairs.
1: <laughs> Why do you have Poundland plastic table and chairs? I don't, but hypothetically oh, okay, speaking, okay. if okay.
0: I was both of them. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me? Yeah. Plastic. Come on. <laughs> Extra. If I did, it would be spray painted to the gods with glitter and lacquer just because. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I am definitely looking forward to tonight because I am in. gonna watch that. We should do an update where we actually, um, maybe put it in our stories, React. yes, like
1: Google Box. Oh, mm. so, um, who have we got on today? We've got another guest, fancy us. We do have another guest, so mm-hmm. we have Joanna Rossi coming on to talk to us, and Joanna, oh. I love Joanna. I've known her for a good few years mm-hmm. um through Instagram. We met through Instagram. I oh, nice. and i was I was actually on her podcast years ago. Mm-hmm. um and she's always been about supporting women, coaching women. amazing. That's, that's her focus and passion. And she has um a new, She's taken her business in a new direction very recently. And I thought it would be great, given that we've got International Women's Day coming up, to talk to a woman who is all about supporting other women. And that's why we've got Joanna joining us. So, Right. Should I let her in? I think so. Okay. She's coming in you're listening to the women who
0: rebrand podcast honest and humorous conversations all about the natural and individual transitional phases people experience to grow start over or rebrand to become their most authentic selves hosted by former mummy bloggers sarita fontaine and chioma olalei and guest featuring professional rebranders you can find us on instagram at women rebranded
1: Hi, yeah. Joanna. Hi. Hello.
2: Thank How you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm really honoured. We had to, we had to. So it's been such a long time, Joanna. So we needed to do something. And I think it's yeah. only right to talk to you now because the last time we spoke, you were kind of in a different stage of your life. And now... We're all about women who rebrand and you've just rebranded yeah. and, and we want to know everything okay. there is to know about you yes. in this new stage of your life. So I'm going to okay. hand over to you. Tell us who you are and what you do.
2: Okay. Um, I am I call, I'm a holistic mentor, but I call myself a soul gardener.
0: Mm. And
2: when I say holistic mentor... Um, I'm actually kind of working my way around that word because I'm kind of a hybrid between a coach, a mentor, and that's why I call myself a soul gardener, but people kind of don't recognize that instinctively.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, and um, I help women become better at being themselves. So my expertise is actually helping people in, evolve into the next versions of themselves. That's what I, I love do. That. In I short. Love so I help um, them overcome their limiting beliefs and break the negative patterns um, that hold them back from becoming the person that they already are. Because there's also this sense where we've been taught wrong because I'm a bit of a rebel in that sense. Um, And there's a lot of things which um, I've kind of got really quite mad about. And this is obviously my, this is my life's work. It's not like uh, something which, okay, I'm doing for this year and the next year. Mm. And it's taken me so long to get to the point where I am today because of the misinformation you know mm. so we are taught that we go on a journey of self discovery to rec- to you know to become our most authentic self mm-hmm. however we don't we go on a journey of self recovery you know mm. so we're, we we're taught that you know um we have to discover who we are we already know who we are it's innate we recover who we are and we we do that so when we're saying okay we have to discover it means um, You know, we're taught that we have to um, dig. We have to uproot. We have to, you know, go under the earth. And um, but actually, in doing that, we uproot ourselves and become even more lost and more stuck and feeling like we're more out of place. Um, Mm -hmm. To actually become our most authentic selves, we have to nurture our way
0: back to our truth.
2: And we do that by nourishing our soul
0: gardener. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> I also, so, I, I will say as well, I, I'm multi-passionate. So as you know, I'm also an artist. I paint and I yeah. write. So an that incredible is artist,
1: I, by the way. Oh, absolutely thank incredible.
2: <laughs> thank you. But um, that is the other thing where, you know, often we're taught that we, we should focus on one thing or being one person when actually, um, you know, we end up feeling so unfulfilled because we leave so many important versions of ourselves behind when actually if we gather all our women you know that's when we go into recovery that's when we heal and we can become whole again
0: Mm. so is it in a way kind of unlearning so obviously you are who you are but then your experience can affect things or you know encounters people
2: yeah, well, you're saying the right thing about experience because our fulfillment actually, um, we kind of can measure our fulfillment in life by ex- our experience of life. And our experience of life is um, felt by our emotions. So um, I actually um, teach and I mentor like, the people I work with um, through taking emotionally-led action. You know, so we're really breaking that thing of goal setting and planning and, you know, because we go through so much adversity. Mm. I mean, if I said to you, be really honest about your life now, and I said to see, you know, be really honest about all the stuff that's going on in your life, we'd all just be like, you know, (laughs) Um, and there can always be something that's burying us. There's always things like, Mm. look at the world how it is now, you know, but um, Mm. so we could all stay small. We could all... um, You know, in this constant state of not feeling enough and not getting anywhere and never really understanding who we are and why we're here and always holding ourselves back Um, because there's always so much adversity. It's like the weather. Um, And it's really hard because so many people who, um, you know, class themselves as spiritual workers or light workers, um, you know, it's all taught about joy. That's basically like equipping yourself for only sunny days yeah you know we, we don't yeah. uh, we have seasons with seasons of life we're psychic beings uh we go through our monthly cycles and if we're all only equipping ourselves spiritually emotionally physically to be okay on sunny days we're not going to get anywhere you know so this yeah, isn't course. about like you know, this is about like the dark stuff i call myself actually more of a dark worker because I'm working with Mm -hmm. the the soil, the compost, you know, and we use Mm. um, all our experience. Again, it's this word experience um, and all the emotions that we've had through our experiences to feed um, our our needs. And then our needs become who we are. They become, they are our purpose. So we come back to ourselves by fulfilling our needs. And our needs are so Mm. unique because they make us who we are. You know, your set of needs are going to be different from my set of needs. And C set of mm. needs are going to be different from yours. But that's make, that makes us who we are. Today, I need to um, create this. You know, and what people don't understand well, creativity is a need. And that's why as artists or, you know, I believe we're all creatives, whatever it is we're doing. We struggle with it because we're taught to not meet our needs. You know? Yes. Um, and, yeah. And creativity is a need. It's a human need. Mm.
1: So when you say we're taught not to meet our needs, can you talk a bit more about that? How does that manifest?
2: We're all in kind of different levels of this, this journey in different cycles. Um, but it, a lot of it is that kind of having to prove that we are worthy. And that also, mm. you know, we know this thing of people pleasing. Um, we have mm. to do X number of things or we have to overgive overcompensate, over everything, uh, overwhelm ourselves to prove that we're worthy of doing just the thing which actually is going to make us us before like, we do anything else.
1: I guess so um, those of us who, who are, for example, using myself, um, in a nine to five job, but also wanting to um, create an outlet for that creativity, ha- I'm having to make a choice over the types of things that I am able to do to give myself space to have that creative outlet and it often means sacrificing things and I'm always feeling that I'm having to work so much harder than I should have to to get this thing that I feel I need in my life and what so when you're saying exactly. that I'm thinking about myself and 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 how difficult exactly. it, it is and that it shouldn't necessarily be that difficult
2: yeah and a lot of it it's a need I something about, about. yeah exactly and that's why I teach about mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things there's one um, prioritizing another one is knowing your non-negotiables that keep you well um, and then another one is going at your natural pace and because often we because we have this innate feeling of who we are and who we can be and how we can serve the world we see it all we feel it all more more like and we want to rush towards that person it's like I want to be that person I want to make the difference and we get frustrated that we're not doing enough you know we're not getting there quick enough mm-hmm. and actually and it's certainly what i've learned over the last year um it's not about putting more on our plates it's actually what, nurturing what we already have because often when we're in this kind of with this kind of creative person especially with multi we like throw the seeds out we plant anything, so many things you know we're constantly cultivating kind of overwhelming ourselves in a sense and we still end up feeling like we haven't done enough or we're not enough or we're not getting anywhere um, and if we just kind of, like, slow it all down, okay, it's okay, I have time, and then we nurture what is already there, life becomes so much more fulfilling and meaningful because we're taking the time, and you actually build this kind of trust the sweet, like, between you and yourself, like, within yourself, that you are worthy of nurturing, and you begin to see um, – Hope emerging, and we sense that through our emotions because we're feeling more nurtured because we know we're taking time on ourselves. We're giving
1: ourselves that time. So it, it's obviously, and you said um, you you call yourself a multi passionate. Did I hear that? Mm. So this is a clear yeah. passion for you, and um, mm. I, I'm just really interested to understand where it came from. Like, where did you get this calling? When did this calling start that you wanted to help women, especially? identify their needs and, and be able to create time to work on them.
2: I've just had an innate thing where I've always wanted to help people in general, like I've always wanted to be like a voice when I saw people who maybe didn't have a voice, I've always had that intuitive gift of you know tuning into people's emotions and really understanding like who is perhaps struggling or suffering, I just had that's a gift for me. Before I learned more about it, it was really hard for me because I would be constantly, like, feeling the pain of other people and kind of then you feel like, oh, you're not, you know, you can't, you can't, it's possible to kind of help everybody and do everything. Mm. That was just something kind of innate. And then um, I'm not really sure, like, you go through different the awakenings that's a whole other podcast probably for me a spiritual awakening is when something happens often an emotional charge maybe in the form of a trauma or you know something big happened a life event something going around you so basically it's a kind of in gardening terms the soil is fertile it's fertile for growth okay so look in the terms mm. of self-growth so often the women i work with they've had a trauma you know so it's very delicate However, that gives them a lot of experience that they can then turn into something good. You know, they're turning the dark to the light. So I went through many different things in my life and it doesn't happen all at once. That's a really important thing to, you know, we don't... Just, some people, yeah, okay, they have this clarity. They, they, it, it all just happens. But I have to learn it in different ways so that I can help others with it. So I think it was, you know, when I did raising, my, raising women... Not raising but raising women um I think it was five or six years ago uh, when we first connected hmm. um I didn't know what the hell I was doing I just like was <laughs> pulled towards it I was like I need to do this thing I'm put, you know, it was really a thing of inspiration and being pulled and not overthinking and I was in a really good place there where I didn't overthink I just kind of I want to do this and I want to do this it wasn't financially fruitful in any way however It had an impact, you know, on the people who were involved in it in a positive way and on myself. Because it kind of all happened like that, I wasn't ready for it and I wasn't um, aware of my value. I didn't have my own self-worth there. Um, And I kind of like hid away and I went into my art and my art has always been, and for many women I work with, this will probably resonate, it's my safe kind of space where I would let out my emotions, That's my way of communicating. Just the painting and communicating through that wasn't enough for me. I needed that kind of contact of actual people again. And then that's where I went through another awakening, a really, really deep one, like really deep. And then, um, you know, and I've come back to it. And over the last couple of years, I've been through so much on a personal level that has really fed all this kind of big change. It's been going on for a long time. And I, as I said, I've just kind of been, I'm going through a rebound now because I am now bringing my artist into this whole picture where I've understood more. You're always learning. So it's like, okay, I understand now why I was feeling that way or why that wasn't working or why, why, why. you know, and you have to be, it's kind of like on this journey, people say, oh, you have to be brave or you actually have to be really ruthless. You know, you have to be like, you know, I've got that wrong. Okay. You know, I need to move on because... Often, actually, for me, like people find it quite painful telling the truth. I find it really painful when I can't tell the truth mm. or when people are not willing to hear the truth. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, I'm very, and I find it very
2: hard. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not really. It, it's a gradual thing to come to this point where, you know, and, and I think you always as a healer, you... You heal the women who are like you, don't you? Because you're you're learning from them as much as they're learning from you.
0: I think it's definitely important to acknowledge and recognise trauma and pain. Because, as you said, a lot of um, coaches and mentors are like, think positive. Yay, everyone. Mm. Put a smile on today. And... It's almost like, well, you kind of have to do the work before you do that. Otherwise, you're just putting on a plaster. One day, that mm. plaster's going to fall off, and you're not going to have the tools mm. to equip with that pain because all you've done is just put a smiley face on it. So it's mm. refreshing to hear someone actually, yet again, acknowledge that you have to go through. The rubbish to get through to the other side. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just mm-hmm. going to come back to you. Those things are mm-hmm. always going to be lurking. And again, that's when I personally think when people start getting ill. If you put it in, your body is just going to be like crying. Your body is just going to start being like back pains, mm-hmm. undiagnosed mm-hmm. weird things. Like um, mm-hmm. for me, um, I've got IBS and it was all in my mm-hmm. stomach. And just got worse and worse until it's like actually I need to deal with what's going on and I think Mm -hmm. like you said sometimes it gets to a point where you're actually forced to do it whether you like it or not and I guess that comes (laughs) out in like um, depression or a mental Mm -hmm. breakdown midlife crisis Mm -hmm. so it's definitely Mm -hmm. like acknowledge do the work And yes, it's hard, but it's so worth it to get through the Mm -hmm. other side because then you can truly just enjoy life and love Mm -hmm. who you are unconditionally. And I think that is definitely what life is about.
2: And I'm actually really, really glad that you brought that up because that is also why I'm training to be a herbalist because I truly believe that an unbalanced body makes unauthentic decisions.
0: Uh, okay,
2: so yes that's why we're always bringing trying to bring the body back to ease we could I literally could talk about this for hours however <laughs> I know we don't have hours but the like most yeah but this is like I went through um a chronic illness I have Crohn's um oh, okay and I will always say that the soul the soul because when I talk about yourself the self for me is the soul yeah so, like be really mm-hmm. clear about that for a start as well so uh, for me self-care is soul care and the soul will bring you to your knees if you're not listening. And that's why, you mm. know, you can know a true uh, kind of mentor or whatever, uh, if they talk about pain, if they're not talking about pain or they're not talking about negative, because at the end of the day, your pain and your, I don't class emotions as negative and positive because every emotion mm. serves a purpose and your emotions Definitely. are yeah. your guide system, okay? So mm. um, if you are gonna kind of class it as a negative emotion, that's going to serve you more than joy. So, for example, anxiety will actually serve you more than your joy, and we all hate anxiety. We hate to experience anxiety, um, but it's going to bring you further to your truth than joy. You know, Definitely. and and we're so kind of you know. Okay, now there's a lot. There's a lot more. Um, you know, uh, open discussions about this, and and people really helping. Um, but it is something where I struggled for many years where it was kind of like, um, you know, I struggled to identify myself as a healer because everyone around me was like the joy, the joy, the joy. And I was like, I am not a happy, joyful person. You know, <laughs> I couldn't identify with the fact that I was like, no, this is not me. I couldn't identify, you know, so, you know, and joy for one person is totally different to joy to another, mm. you know, for another person. Mm. You have to remember mm. that as well and where we find our joy is the same as success or anything like that. You know, a success for one person could be just getting out of bed and being able to make food. A uh, success for another person could be running a multi-million dollar business. You know, it doesn't, you cannot judge it that way. But you're, I'm so happy you did bring that up about illness because so many people don't associate these kind of unnamed chronic autoimmune whatever with soul care. They don't get it. They don't, they don't associate it in any way.
1: So you've talked about the difference between the way that you present what you do with how some other coaches or mentors present what they do. And that you're trying to um, allow women to understand that it's okay to talk about the seemingly negative or the bad things. How has that landed? How and how difficult has it been to get your message out there and and challenge all of these others who are really happy clappy you know like I'm going to help you to live your best life
2: to be honest I feel like I haven't done it yet I feel like this is what's happening with the rebound you know I really feel that now I am um, like there's a lot of things obviously that's happening behind the scenes behind you know all this kind of like how we've with social media and everything I've had so much going on in my personal life and now I feel like, you know, everything is holistic, it's whole, our whole life is adding to, you know, you can't really, when you're talking about soul work, you cannot separate your personal life and your work and your, you know, it just doesn't work. It's all kind of in the mix. I've had to go through a lot behind the scenes to get to where I am in front of the scene. And I feel like the recent events that have happened in my life personally, and now kind of like, fired me up as it were to be like, okay, you know, enough you know, enough now, um, and I really feel like, you know, often you just don't use your voice, and you you kind of can see things happening, and then you're like, oh, you know, I wish I had said that, or mm. I wish I'd put that out there, because I know perhaps I could have helped someone, you know, so I'm getting to that point where I'm overcoming my own, you know, self-doubts, and, and um, issues around self-worth, to be able to get to that point where I'm like, well, no, that's actually not how it works you know and it's kind of people keep putting it out there copy cut. uh sorry i'm speaking french um like copy and paste <laughs> copy and paste copy and paste you know and 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 it's like let's see something let's change perspective for me this mm. journey is not even about mindset because everyone's talking about a change of mindset it's nothing to do with mindset mm. It's to do with
0: perspective
2: you know it's taking a step back that's what spiritual awakening is all about
0: stepping outside yourself in terms of certain situations like if something happens you're just like oh I'm so frustrated that I couldn't speak up or they're not letting me speak Mm. and like you said in terms of well they're not telling the truth and I can tell the truth it's just like sometimes Mm. you have to kind of step back and look at the situation without kind of the emotional response and just think about it logically because usually Mm. People are kind of just on a defensive and not even thinking about the discussion or thinking about you as an individual. They're thinking about themselves and their triggers and their trauma and it has nothing to do with the situation. So mm. yeah, I've gone lost on off on a tangent here. No, but I
2: think you have to always yeah, but you're making a valid point because a lot of this journey is actually about critical thinking. I guide people through this journey with emotions. However, there was so much critical thinking involved. Because we have Mm -hmm. to look at it logically when we're guiding ourselves forward, because we have to be always like, what's our logical next best step? And the other thing is to check in with yourself and be like, you know, when you are in the SHIT storm, is this happening to me or is it happening around me? That's a Mm. really good check in, you know, because often we can just feel so attacked and it's like got something Mm. else to deal with and something else to deal with and something else to deal with and I just can't cope and it's just I'm never going to get anywhere and I'm just always feeling submerged and it's overwhelming and I can't process anything it's like really is this happening to you or is this just happening in your energy field
0: it's Mm -hmm. like I was saying about the whole thing of um when things you know like just coming back like undealt with energy it just comes back it plays Mm -hmm. back and it will replay regardless of like you said, if it's about you or around you. And I think in terms Mm. of stepping outside the situation and analysing it, if nine times out of ten, it's not even anything to do with you. But then if you remove yourself Mm -hmm. from that situation, the noise stops. Mm. And it's so peaceful. Mm. And then you've got Mm. time to truly focus on yourself. And, you know, Mm. that at the end of the day, you need to focus on yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. Mm.
2: And I think what's really important to say as well is that when you're a mother and you're in a family environment, that's often very very hard to remove yourself from the situation. And that's why this kind of work of rooting yourself um, is really important because you can say, you know what, what you say and your opinions of me do not matter anymore because I know my truth, you know. What mm. you expect of me or what I should do, what I shouldn't do, it does not matter to me anymore because I know what my true next steps are. I know when I speak my truth. You have to get to that point. Mm. And that is a lot yes. of work. You know, for some people, it, you know, it, it, some people it can be six months. Some people it can be, for me, it's been years to get to the point where I'm like, you know what? Mm. I know my truth now. And you can say, and you can pull me down, and you can try and destabilize me, and you can throw everything at me. But now what I think of myself is more important than what you think of me. You know, and that's when you
0: know you've taken your power back. So much time can be lost trying to Mm -hmm. fix things, trying to fix people's perceptions, trying to disprove Mm -hmm. um, things that aren't true. And at the end of the day, does it really matter? It it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because you don't know why these things are occurring. And unfortunately, that's their personal work to deal with.
2: Yeah, and often they're projecting something onto you or because you go through yeah. that change, especially when it's a partner or your family, that you, you're changing in front of them. Like obviously, how you interact with people changes and then they, you know, their, mm. their, the way they treat you then changes. It can be very difficult. And um, that's yeah. why, as well, I try and teach a lot about kind of groundwork and maintenance because we're constantly having to revisit. Like, if you imagine a garden example i always come back to the gardening allergies
1: can i can i just say i love all yes. of these garden metaphors i'm just like <laughs> the way that you've done it it's incredible like you are not letting go of this soul gardener thing but i just i need to right okay so yeah carry no
2: on. well but because it, it helps it's a bit you know why as well because we are beings we're part of nature so what works for nature works for us and we're just completely cut off from that and it's like if you mm. imagine an overgrown garden. You can do all the work. You can spend a year intensively. You do your spiritual work. You weed out. So weeds for me is all the thoughts that other people have put there, all the expectations other people have put there, the shoulds, the kids, the woods, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all the labels people put in it. You can weed all that out. You can plant your own seeds. But you know that, you know, there's going to be a bird who's going to come in and drop a seed. There's going to be, you know, something come over the wall. There's going to be a cat that will come in, you know, in your garden. There's going to be... So there's maintenance, and that's why, you know, you have to learn your tools, you have to learn your priorities, you have to learn your non-negotiables, you have to learn how to clear your energy field, you know, look after your home. And I will say, which will probably cause a a little, like, kind of ruffle, but, you know, I am so for women, um, you know, it's International Women's Day, and um, I think when this is going out, and it's hard for me because, you know, so many women have fought for the power you know reclaiming power and you know going out to the world and doing their work and everything but there has been a sense of loss that things actually help us to maintain that power you know for me actually keeping your home keeping your environment is a huge part of keeping that power you know because Mm. it's your foundations it's your earth it's you know where you live um and it's important also that you you make that energy in that home. And it's great. Like, you know, some people have help at home. They have a cleaner or they have people to help them maintain the home. And um, But if you put your own energy into your home and you function with your, your home and you're cleaning your home and you know when you come into your home, what you need, um, what's, what you need to smell, uh, you know, when you sit on your sofa, what do you need to feel around you. This is so powerful and it's fundamental mm. in keeping you well. You know, so um, Mm. food as well, you know, food, this kind of culture that, you know, we we shouldn't, um, you know, okay, there's one thing for sharing or, you know, this kind of rebellion in that sense. But actually, being able to feed yourself, following your needs for nourishment, again, is another fundamental thing of keeping you well and keeping you in your power. Being able to tune into your Mm. body and having ownership of your body. um, I grow a lot of my own food or when you go to the market, you go to the supermarket and being able to, you know, shop and be like, my body needs this. It needs me to cook in this way. and I need to sit and eat it in this way. That is like one of the basics of keeping powerful. So it's really hard for me because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm all for the power of, you know, get out there and, do, you know, really spread your word and make the change. But there also has been this uprooting where we're made to feel like, oh, well, you know, the home is kind of abandoned in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I really feel like it would be you need that balance of that coming back to your roots within your home.
1: It's, and this is going to be a little bit controversial as well, I think. But this is something that I have sometimes spoken to. Um, a particular friend about and and it's kind of along the same lines as what you're saying Joanna I think that along the journey of us as women kind of being um, told that what we need to aspire to is independence and um, power and um, all of these things that really patriarchal society has held up as as as, Mm -hmm. as where we need to be at we've Mm -hmm. lost something of ourselves like what we add the differentiation that we add to humanity as women and Mm -hmm. i i -hmm. just i feel that that disconnect has been responsible for so many oh god and this it it sounds when i'm saying it out loud it sounds awful like I, i don't want women to to be um I don't want it to sound like I'm telling women that they need to stay at home and and birth babies and and cook and and clean and do all that because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there there is a <laughs> there is a reason why we're different to men. We bring something different mm. to the male energy that 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 they bring and and I think that we've just lost it and I'll tell you what the the word you're looking for is probably nurture. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, yeah. and it is, if you read, there's a book called um, If Women Rose Rooted. And it talks very much about this. It's really, it's an amazing book. I literally read it, the book and it was like every page was a post-it and a highlight and everything. <laughs> and, and that's it. If you really study the male energy and the female energy, and then you look at like, um, you know, within each of us, there's a male energy and a female energy. And then there's like female and the, what the female brings. And then there's a the male um, and then what the male brings
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and and that's it. it's kind of like our power is actually in our female energy and where we've had to kind of really it has been like a battle it's been a fight to be able to get our voices back mm-hmm. but now it's like really important that we also kind of bring back that softening and nurturing mm-hmm. um, so we're not completely burning ourselves out in the process of trying to change the world basically you know, so there has to be some balance between go out there and make the change. But in the ripples of how we do that, it's like, are we just going to be a generation of completely burnt out women? You know, mm-hmm. and, and um, like I, I, in the background, I've always I've been writing notes and, and creating, a, um, you know, for a book. I, I've, I have a few books I'd love to write. And, um, and this one is called Why Women Won't Rest. You know, and um, it's such a. Think I need subject. to read that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge subject, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, um, probably another whole podcast episode as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, though. But in terms of what you were saying, see, like I'm quite a firm believer in like um, recognizing there's not just two genders so I like the fact you're talking about the energy because I think everybody has this energy within them and it's not just one or two but spiritually thinking and it's like everyone kind of needs that balance but in terms of society today it's very much like males strong females Mm. do this so it's like kind of battling that but then just realising, look, you, don't, you can't just function on that because it's not natural. You need a balance of everything, all of those mm. energies. And I think a lot of males um, could do a lot better if they did have that balance and have that nurturing size and that softness and weren't forced to think, you know, you have to act a certain way to get ahead in life. I think everyone could just do with that that balance of what that individual needs and yeah you have to do the work to figure out what you need but yeah in terms of the whole um women can stay at home and you know you don't have to go and do pow 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 work 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 it's down to the individual like I have been fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom for quite a few years and it's like oh, I feel a bit weird because I'm not independent and I'm not going out to do work and I haven't got this this nine till five um, and I stayed at home because I allowed my partner to flourish because that's what he wanted and now's my time. But I'm like, I know I'm fortunate, but not everyone can do that. But I am aware, like, you know, we weren't allowed to go out to work. So some people think, well, because we weren't allowed, then we should be. And it's like, just chill. What do you need as a person? You don't need to do these things for anyone else or for any other reason. That's
2: it. Now this whole conversation is about that. What exactly all that you've just explained. But then that's getting confused with how we keep ourselves well. So
1: Mm.
2: as you've just said, male energy is a very do-do-do-do. And because we've had to kind of, you know, match that in a male energy... It's all that, we've had to put that do, 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 do. However, we already are, we just have to be. And to be, we have to feel, and to, you know, feel, we have to understand our needs and we have to nurture them and nourish them. You know, so that's the Mm. difference. You know, it's not about like, uh, you know, uh, we have to kind of leave that behind in the sense that, you know, the male and the fit because it can get very like kind of anti-men or anti masculine whatever, But it's not about that because when you have a man and a woman who who work together, they can create some beautiful things in life. You know, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more Mm -hmm. about like us as women and learning to uh, care for ourselves, you know, on a physical, emotional and spiritual level and and learning, Okay, we're already enough. Who we are and who we're going to be is already inside. And the way to unlock that is by nurturing our needs. You know, a seed, for example, a seed in the soil, it grows. It pulls from all the darkness and it grows. It doesn't stick on. You know, it doesn't keep sticking on. It just grows and it, because it nourishes itself. And that's all we need to do as women. Our purpose in life is to nourish our needs and stop denying our needs. It's like, what do I need today? I need to eat a mango. Uh, what do I need to create? You know what? That I haven't got the headspace to create this. I need to create this. And then there's also that element of discipline, like gardening. You know, it's like, you know, I know that it's this season and I need to push forward. Uh, 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 and, it, and be very clear about the difference between pushing and pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure mm-hmm. is when we bury ourselves. Pushing is like in nature. You've seen the, the vegetation that comes up from concrete and everything. Sometimes we need to push. We need to push through. That's not the same as pressure, where we bury ourselves. And that's why it's really important to become self aware about your own energy levels. So you know, when you've pushed too much, you know, there's all mm. sorts involved. It's the same thing with motivation and inspiration. For me, motivation is a pressure. Inspiration yes. pulls us, you know, it's the, like the light, whereas motivation is like, gotta go, gotta go. So, motivation would be like, like you said, um, I don't have financial independence. That's a motivation, and that will kill your creativity. However, the inspiration mm. to be like, if I earn money, I could then donate however much to a charity, you know, each month. That inspires you, you know, to make the money as opposed to, oh, God, I'm feeling so pressured because I have to, I'm, I feel unsafe. You know, it's like, mm. how can I take my power back? You know, so There's also things like that where Motivation Monday, blah, blah, blah. That just brings you pressure. You know?
0: yeah. (laughs) It's like you kind of feel like you have to be doing something in terms of the motivation. It's like, come on, get up and go, like you said.
2: Well, it's like that constant thing of, you know, I'm in an unsafe place. I'm not safe to become because it's like I'm I'm already in a place of lacking, you know? Mm. Inspiration pulls, motivation presses. Always think of it in terms of that. It's like what's pulling me up and what's burying me.
0: Joanna Rossi, a.k.a. The Soul Gardener alternative and holistic mentor. She guides you to become your better self, overcome your limiting beliefs, harness your creativity and cultivate a meaningful life. Find Joanna on Instagram at raisingmywoman.
1: So Joanna, I'm going to challenge because I'm thinking that this is all lovely in creative world and like if you are lucky enough to be doing something that you really enjoy and you have uh, lots of time to devote to it and you can choose whether Mm -hmm. or not you are able to be inspired or or motivated Mm -hmm. but what if I'm sat at home and I am feeling the pressure because I am doing a job that I hate and I'm not earning Mm -hmm. enough money and my energy bills are going up and Mm -hmm. there's like my kids need clothes and and whatnot there's lots of stuff happening around Mm me how Mm -hmm. am I then to turn what what you're telling me into Mm -hmm. something that's inspirational that will help me to lighten the load and grow and and feel nurtured
2: you don't you don't turn into inspiration you need to simplify so we call that, it's like declutching. It's like, again, you're over, whenever you go into that kind of overwhelm, you've got to imagine that overgrown garden. I need to strip back and I need mm-hmm. to simplify. Okay, so you're going to like, anything unnecessary has to go. You have to let go. Okay, like the autumn season. And there's always going to be stuff which you have put on your plate, on your own, or stuff that you've taken on board. And sometimes, again, you have to be ruthless. You know, and sometimes you have mm-hmm. to be like, you know, maybe you're doing things for your kids. But actually it's on top it's extra and it's like well Mm. we can't do this you know for example i don't know if they're doing an extra activity on this night and it's like we can't do that this week or we can't you know we have to strip back um okay and then um you're gonna break it down we're gonna simplify and we're gonna take it okay so there's some things we have to do it's not like oh we can all live like there are things we have to do it's like the groundwork the maintenance There will all be stuff that we have to be responsible for and things that we don't want to do in life. You know, so then it's like, okay, well, how can I? Because often there's a confusion between freedom and comfort. You know, we think we're all searching for freedom. We're not. We're searching for comfort in this case. Mm. So how can I make life more comfortable for myself? There is always adversity. There is always going to be rain. There's always going to be storms. There's always going to be wind. So it's not a question of like the sunny day, like you're saying, you know, it's like there's always going to be storms. So how can I help myself in my body? Because all what you're talking about, it's going to be you're going to feel it in your body. Hmm. So how can I become back to ease with my body? So how can I, even though I'm hating my job, um, you know, I'm feeling the pressure. The kids always need something They drive me crazy. They don't listen. You know, I go through. And that's the thing. Like, I'm always trying to be honest because. I, like even now, I am going through hell in my personal life, um, but I am so committed to becoming myself now that I, you end up, um, it's like you flip, and then you're like, I'm doing this thing for myself. So, for example, two years ago, I would have never, like, never, um, organized one of my circles in the evening left my kids with my husband and you know gone and done this circle that just would never have happened because I'd been like they leave me no it's not gonna happen and there's gonna be a problem and blah 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 I've got to the point now where I'm like I'm leaving um I'll you know I'll see you later or I'll see you in the morning like whatever you know it, you just mm-hmm. get to that point where you're like enough enough and and as I say you get to the point where you're you're so in a place of so much more conviction about what you're doing and the value of what you're doing, that you just mm-hmm. start to do it. But it's not an overnight thing. It's a gradual thing. Yeah. And as I say, we feel that emergence and that hope with subtle changes in our emotions and how we are able to regulate our emotions, You know, the, the time and space we're able to regulate our emotions back to some kind of ease. You know, If you get that perspective, it's like, okay, I know I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it in a gentle way. I'm going to soften with myself because probably what's happening is you're being really horrible to yourself in your head. As you're doing all those things, you hmm. know, I hate this job. Why am I doing this job? You know, you don't get to do this, blah, 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 blah. And that is what is exhausting more than anything else, you know? And then you get hmm. to the end of the day and you're just like, oh, I can't deal with anything else. I, can't. I just want to be in a quiet room and everyone leave me alone you know and it's just going to be simple things like reconnecting with your breath or just walking a bit slower or you know i'm gonna put a towel on a radiator and when i come out the shower i'm just gonna wrap myself in a towel it could be just a little <laughs> thing that make us feel more comforted okay if you're lost in the woods what do you want to feel do you want to feel the freedom of being out the woods or the comfort of knowing where you are do you see what i mean do you really want to be free or do you, you want to continue a walk? You just want to have the comfort and knowing I'm in the width. I know where I am. I know where I'm stepping. That's the difference. So you've got to change this conversation of, I want to be free. I want to be free of this life. I want to be free of this job. I want to be free of this. It's like, no, make it comfortable. Because when we're comfortable, we're at ease. You can be free. You can have all the choices that you want. You're still not at ease sometimes because sometimes you can just get completely overwhelmed and lost in the choice. And that's why it's very difficult for people who are multi-passionate or, you know, neurodivergent, where we can see all the choices, you know, and it's like, you just become like a rabbit in the headlights. Whereas if you've got that comfort of knowing your truth, knowing what you need, knowing what you want, okay, I now know what's my logical next step. What do I need? Can I nourish that need? You know, all those kind of, it just becomes much more fluid.
1: (sighs) Wow. I'm feeling much more comfortable in this conversation as well, I must say. So you've talked about your rebrand. Well, you've mentioned your rebrand, but um, you haven't necessarily talked about it. So do you want to tell us a bit about what's Um, happening next for you?
2: Yes. So basically, I kind of always put like what I'm doing under a brand, you know, like under a name. So it was like raising women, raising my women. So I'm keeping still my Instagram, like raising my women um but now I'm claiming my name because I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I really have gathered all my women the different versions of myself I'm not going to leave any of them behind and I'm like you're valid you're valid you're valid and you've all got a place at my table you know kind of thing and it's really weird because until now I've never been able to get my the domain name johannarossi.com and it became available at the same time that I was like ready to do it It's all timing. So basically, I'm rebranding under my own name for the first time. I really realised that in kind of this notion of creativity being a need, how that fits into everything, and how people struggle, and why people struggle, why I struggled. Creativity comes in many different forms, and that's basically what I want to do. I want to. I still want to paint, but I want to also help women. I'm in this. I've never been this kind of person who's like. I'm here, I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna mentor you. I'm like, I'm in this with you. Like, I am daily struggle, I am going through things. I'm never gonna say, I've got it all sorted um, and I'll help you. I'm very much like trudging through the mud with you and I'm like, do you know what? I saw a really good view over there, take that route. Or this is really shit take my hand, we'll do it together. Or, you know, I've done that already, you know, a couple of years ago, try this route. You know, it's very much, that is my method. And it's like, if I can't help, I will hold space and I will just encourage you through it. It's not something new. It's very much about recovery. It's, you know, and I really feel that place now where there will be new things, but I feel like I've got to a place where I've recovered so much myself and I'm really um, healed to the point where I'm like, I just want to nurture all this now and stop mm-hmm. abandoning myself and stop abandoning mm-hmm. my creations and, mm-hmm. um, you know see the value in it and see the value that I can bring to other people because I'm doing a disservice if I don't do that and I put so much into into this because it's my own journey and I'm like if I can help people with what I've learned that's what I want to do
1: yeah I love that I love that and I can I know many women who have a similar history and and are living in a similar way who I know will be helped by just thinking about Things in a slightly different way based on what you've just said you have to do your intro oh way. okay <laughs> so yeah so our next segment is what in the world see, so I've done a
0: little um weird accent again I don't know why I just felt like
1: it. Just felt like it. yeah it works it works so uh, this week we are celebrating International Women's Day mm-hmm. On the 8th of march and the theme for this year is hashtag break the bias so it's all about breaking through. yeah i think we should all can we just all do a, a cross arm so this is this is what yeah. we're the symbol yeah yeah break the okay. bias smashing biases um so you've taught loads um joanna about the mm-hmm. um the work you do and how it can empower women to challenge um, I guess barriers that they've either built themselves mm-hmm. or that they've grown up believing. Yeah. Um, so I guess it, it would be really interesting to get from you some ideas around what women can do to help break that bias so like it's some some really nice and I think I'm sorry Sarita I'm going to mesh two segments together because we have words yes. of advice as okay. well but I think it makes sense to put these, yeah, to mm-hmm. put these together fine. so okay so um yeah what kinds of things can women do to just small things to just change the way that they are operating treating themselves allowing themselves to be treated in order to break through the bias
2: oh, that's such a loaded question and I just have a whole (laughs) vibe of things which I could suggest. So it's actually really hard for me just to pick, like, one thing out. I think um, we've talked about it a lot already. I really think it is that, um, because as well, in order to do that work, you have to come to a certain point. Start to nurture that belief of I am enough already. And if you just kind of really take time to pause and see what already is, and nurture that, you will see the benefits of it. But I know it's very hard to take that pause, and that's why I'm doing the work I'm doing. Doing the work of self-awareness and understanding when you are depleted and when you are um, feeling pressured and kind of changing the way you're talking to yourself internally of, like, stop telling yourself to... You know, stop pressuring yourself on top of already being pressured externally. And it's not always about dropping everything because, as you said, B, like, we can't always just drop everything. And that's what we have to be really realistic about. Like, as mothers and, and, and um, you know, with our work and responsibilities we have, it's really about, like, asking yourself just little questions throughout the day of, you know, how am I feeling and how can I make myself feel the way I want to feel? Instead of this feeling, if you want to change it, how can I make myself more comfortable? How can I bring myself back into ease? Just on a kind of hour to hour basis, you know, when you know instinctively your body, when you are feeling like agitated and you're just, ah, if you're feeling like that pressure, it's like, how can I make myself feel more comfortable in this moment? It could be just simple as changing the seat you're sitting in, it could be putting a jumper on because you're feeling a bit cold. You know, it's just that gentle, little, gestures of nurture that it's like oh I'm caring about myself a bit more than I would I'm not just like bulldozing through my day like a locomotive it's like you know I'm gonna actually spend time with myself and be present with myself and just be a bit nicer to her you know it just starts there with just that like you know I can see you you can't expect anyone to know your needs or treat you the way that you deserve to be treated if you don't know what your needs are You know, if you don't know what it feels like to be kind, or you cannot expect anyone else to do that for you. You know, and especially like in a marriage, like if you don't know your needs, how the hell can your partner know what you need? Um, If you're not talking nicely to yourself, you know, how do you make boundaries of how other people are allowed to talk to you? You know, it's like if you're being horrible to yourself in your head, you're going to allow other people to be horrible to you and that's just going to reinforce everything else so it's like try and interrupt yourself try and take that pause and it's a practice that's why we call it spiritual practice walking is one of the most amazing things i hike every day i'm so lucky i had this hunting dog sent to me from you know the other side and he's walked me home he continues to walk me home every day You need to move, move that energy. Just as simple as walking. Walk the energy out. Undo that knot in your stomach. Um, Let the old stagnant energy go. Um, And this is, you know, some people say, oh, it's all woo-woo. It's not. We're We're beings. We're part of nature. And we need these things. We need, you know, we're not robots.
1: Women Who Rebrand was brought to you by Sarita Fontaine and Chioma Olalea. If you like what you've heard, and you want to hear us again, don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you usually catch your podcasts. We're available on all streaming platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker.
0: Oh, thank you so much. We'll definitely have to have you back to talk more in depth. Take care. Have a fantastic evening. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.